0: Here's Joanne White.
1: Hello, everyone, and happy 2017. I believe it's going to be a great year. We'll get some confirmation on that, about what's going on a little bit with this year in a few minutes. The focus today, however, is also about Why you are and why you should stop, and I use that word, should, (laughs) shooting yourself, oftentimes we say, oh, I should have done this, I could have done that, why didn't I do this, I should have, I could have, and we get so caught up in that, we really lose sight of the magic of language and how important language is. And how important it is to really be careful about what we are telling ourselves and what we are doing with our own thoughts. So we're going to look at that today. I'm going to look at a whole lot of other stuff. And I have somebody here, a wonderful person, Eva Starr, who's an author, an astrologer, a metaphysicist, does angel readings, past life regression, and she has been on her own spiritual journey, which has taken Eva Starr coast to coast, studying the various schools of thought. She's formerly a native Clevelander and recently returned from San Diego, where she spent the last nine years digesting the nourishment that the West Coast has to offer. Starr is no stranger to death. Having lost five boyfriends, two husbands, and recently her mom, this has led her to develop her communication skills with the beyond. Her most recent book that I was just talking about is called Quit Shooting on Yourself, and this explores our quest, your quest for enlightenment. Eva's unique style, wit, and candor will inspire and motivate you for your own search for personal fulfillment. Welcome, Eva Starr. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Thank you for having me today. It's my pleasure. Now, I just want to tell our audience, and we have a few people who may be interested in talking, because I see the lines filling up here, so we'll see if we have time. And if these people want to speak to the host and want to speak to Eva, they need to raise their hands so that we can get to you. But first, I want to tell people that when when I lost Selena, my, my beloved Siamese of 17 years, I reached out to you, Eva, and I said I I, I needed some information and I asked you to, to help me with an angel reading and a lot and you did thank you thank you thank you and a lot of you're very really, welcome it really helped me and and a lot of what was what was in the reading was was really right on it it also gave me solace for that connection that you know that connection that's ongoing with people people animals people beings that are close to us from the beyond so i am so very very grateful for that and I you're welcome well, this book. This is such a fantastic book. Quit shooting on yourself. So, tell. I want you to first talk about the idea for this book. It's even though you said it was true, which it is. It, it's the names are fictitious to protect people, including you. However, it's it's really a wonderful journey to create the life that we deserve. So, tell. How did this book come about?
2: Well, you know, I went through a lot of trauma in my own life, as you mentioned earlier, losing five boyfriends and two husbands. I mean, you know, not all at once. I mean, through a long period of years. And I had other uh, journeys that I was on, just dealing with a lot of things, and I started studying the works of Louise Hay, and that got me into a more metaphysical direction, a more spiritual movement. And then after my studies and then I started teaching groups based on that work, I thought, well, why don't I write a book? I mean, everybody's writing a book nowadays. And I thought, I'll base the book on real life, on actually what happens to people. And I'll make the guru of the book, the parrot, Joppa and let him be the, like I said, the guru. And it just kind of all fell together, and that's how it all started. In the name, Quit Shitting on Yourself, I think the biggest thing, especially in line with New Year's resolutions, everybody makes New Year's resolutions, and they always say things like, well, I should lose 10 pounds, or I should get married, or I should buy a house. And we have to ask ourselves two things. First of all, is this your should? Or is this something society or your parents or your mother is telling you because she's saying your biological clock is running out? So that's the first thing we need to look at. And if it's somebody else's should, eliminate it from your list. The second thing is when you use the word should, Nothing gets accomplished. It's a dead-end street. For example, if somebody says, I should lose 10 pounds, I guarantee you I can meet you down the street 10 years from now and you're still going to tell me you should lose 10 pounds, but maybe by then it might be 20 or 30. Because should doesn't open up possibilities. When you say, I could lose 10 pounds, then it opens up if, if I go to the gym. I could go to the gym if I look into gyms around me. I could look into gyms around me if I get on the Internet. And then it's a process. I could get up earlier. I could go for walks. I could walk the dog instead of watching TV. So that's the whole premise. It changes your New Year's resolutions. So I would advise everybody to eliminate the word should out of the vocabulary for 2017 and replace it with could and then take each sentence all the way down till you have your first step.
1: You know, I love that idea. What I do is I actually make it more affirmative. I will. I am. So that that's what I'm telling my inner mind, and that's what I'm putting out to the universe, and it feels for me it feels more like a directive and and just more you know just more upbeat and more affirming so so that's those are my choices but but you're so right about should now since Java is really the the guru, do you have a parrot? No. I
2: don't have a No, I don't have a parrot. A lot of people ask me that. No, I just um I created him because well you needed somebody. Well, not that any animal talks, but I just thought a talking parrot would be kind of cool. It just it came to me while I was washing dishes one day or in the shower. Those are the two means of medium that I get on my inspirational ideas. And I think a lot of society they get ideas in the shower or doing dishes, something mundane because your brain is really not thinking. When you're in the shower, it's, you know, it's so routine. You don't think about it. And then, you know, your creativity just comes through. And I believe it was doing dishes this particular time. And I'm like, oh, my God, a parrot, parrot. And then, you know, I just came up with the name, uh, reading one of Wayne Dyer's books, getting Going Through the Gap or Getting in the Gap. And it's a... Japa is a Sanskrit expression for meditation, something like that. So I just use the name.
1: Well, I think it's great, and he is such a—calling him a he—he he is such a, a wonderful character and has so much wonderful advice for us. So I encourage people when we tell them about where to get a hold of this book, please. Not only does it is it filled with wisdom, Eva, but it's it's fun. And it's upbeat. I found myself smiling throughout the reading and just wanting, you know, not wanting to put it down and just wanting to go, I want more. I want more. I want more of this wisdom. And it does, you know, you say you'll laugh, you'll cry. Well, it has all of those dimensions to it, which I think is incredibly wonderful. We are ending, hopefully, the a um, Mercury retrograde. And that's how we sort of started yeah. off 2017. And and a lot of people don't believe in it, okay? A lot of people think, well, that's just some made-up whatever. But, but the people that do, I know when I go through Mercury Retrograde, and I'm going to ask you to explain it and talk a little bit about the ending of 2016 and how it's influencing the beginning of it. But when I go uh-huh. through, it's like my refrigerator broke down, my emails got all screwed up um my my dis my garbage dispose all of those kind of electrical mechanical things really started to to take a down a downhill slant during this time and and i think we have to pay attention to that so tell us a little bit about mercury retrograde why it's important to pay attention to it eva and what it's what it's sort of Means at the beginning of 2017 and also the ending of 2016?
2: Well, first off, I absolutely agree with you. I run into people on my path too that say, Well, I don't believe in the Mercury
1: retrograde.
2: And I just say, Well, Mercury retrograde is going to go on whether you believe in it or not. (laughs) So it'd be best to be prepared. And on my blog, every time Mercury retrograde comes up, I always do a Mercury retrograde survival guide because it's always a little bit different depending on what sign Mercury is retrograding through. Mercury retrograde is basically, for people who don't understand what it's about, the planet Mercury doesn't actually move backwards, but the planet Mercury just stops. And then Earth is going backwards. And Mercury, the planet itself, rules communication, all kinds of communication, meaning planes, trains, and automobiles, also, and then our daily communications. It's one of those things where people open mouth, insert foot type of thing. And computers do break down. You lose your keys, or you lock your keys in the car with the car running or you get a flat tire, or you forget where you put your keys, those kind of things. I always recommend never get car work done during Mercury retrograde, and I have had to twice in my life because it was just no other option, and both times it was a nightmare. And I knew Mercury was retrograde, but I had no other choice. So it it really, there is something to it, and the people who don't want to believe in it, that's fine because it's still going to go on. And as far as the ending of 2016, I believe we're going to find ourselves redoing things from 2016 as we enter into 2017. We're going to have to go over some things, trace our steps back. Um, And I'm really not much into the political arena, but I do feel just from my intuitive sense and what I know about astrology, we're going to be looking at things back into 2016 when, you know, the elections were going on. And you know we came into two thousand and seventeen in a retrograde, so things are going to kind of have to be redone, resunk, revisited. That's my take on it.
1: Isn't it also important they always say that during this mercury retrograde, it's important not to sign contracts to kind of finish up what you've been working on and 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 absolutely, be, right. Yes. It's not a time to start
2: something new. The only exception in the rule, is I always put it in the Mercury Retrograde Survival Guide, is if it's something that you had done before. Like, let's say you worked for a boss, you know, two or three years ago, and he comes back to you, and you are offered another position that is okay because he's someone who already you've been established with but it's not a time to buy a new car and i'm sure all the car dealers including my daughter who's a car dealer is not going to like that i just said that and it's also not a time to sign contracts on a new home um you know i mean if you can wait mercury retrograde happens three times a year usually around three weeks and if you know in advance that it's coming up I would try to get anything important done before then or after that. And speaking of 2017, Mercury will go direct on January 8th this year. And, you know, allow a couple days for the dust to settle. And then there are two more times during the year that it will go retrograde. It will be in April for another few weeks and then in September again for another few weeks.
1: So it's good to pay attention to this. I want to get back to your book. We can't go through all of it, but can you just highlight a couple of the guru, a couple of the guru um, sayings, methods, mess, messages rather that that are important for us as we're as we're moving into this new year for for our listeners to to really take hold of.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Joppa, the African Grey Parrot. The biggest thing I take away from the book um, and the lessons that I have learned through my journey in life is loving yourself is absolutely probably the most important thing that all of us can do. And Joppa has his way of singing this little ditty song, I love myself the way I am. I love myself, you know, exactly as I am. I accept myself. And he looks in the mirror. He's got a little mirror in his little bird cage, And he looks in the mirror every day and he tells them, you know, he sings, you know, I love myself. I love myself. And, you know, the character in the book, which is me, I call myself Evie in the book, at first she gets a little annoyed with him. And he has her do these exercises and she's kind of like thinking you're a crazy bird. But she starts doing it and her life starts changing. And I recommend highly that we all look in the mirror every day and start telling ourselves, I love you. I love you exactly as you are. And because we cannot love another human being, another person, unless we love ourselves first, especially for all the people out there that are searching for relationships in 2017. Start with yourself. Love yourself. How do you treat yourself? Do you nurture yourself? Do you love yourself? Do you treat yourself with respect and kindness? Because how you treat yourself and how you feel about yourself is going to carry over in all your other relationships. And the other thing that Japa is, you know, talks a lot about is like you mentioned earlier, your your positive affirmations. Don't walk around all day saying, you know, I am broke or um you know, I'm sick or, you know, I'm too fat. I mean, cancel, 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 cancel. I can't (laughs) hardly stand saying it over the phone. So, you know, that's a lot of things that he goes through, through the book with the different characters who are real people that I've met in my life through my journey in the restaurant industry and bartending and stuff like that. You know, you got, you know, Vinny the victim, you know, I don't know, Gladys the griper, you know, whoever, there's a bunch of them in the book. You have people who constantly, daily complain, and then they wonder why the next day their life is worse than the day before. What you say and do today, most people don't understand this, has already created your tomorrow. So when today went bad, just affirm that, you know, I envision tomorrow is, you know, starting off good. Uh, Tomorrow is a better day. Um, you know, count your I, blessings that 's another thing okay. he 's very adamant about is gratitude. I keep a gratitude journal i 've been keeping one for decades, and every single day, I write down at least 10 things that I'm grateful for before I go to bed. Now, it's, it's ironic because when I lived in Cleveland before my entire life, before I just got back a couple months ago from San Diego, I used to write when the sun shined in Cleveland. That was a big thing for me, especially during these winter months. Then when I was in San Diego, I would write when it rained because it never rained. It's kind <laughs> of funny how, you know, what we have to be grateful for. And don't forget the simple things. Like you said, you know, our pets. I have a, a rescue Himalayan, Ziggy Stardust, and I his name goes in my gratitude journal every single night. Some nights I write my bed. Some nights I just write my kids. Some nights I write that I made it through work today. You know, it was an easy day. I mean, you could you could really come up with a thousand things to be grateful for on any given day. So this is some of the things that you mention about what Joppa talks about in the book as you go through your journey with him healing your life.
1: You know, I, I love the I, I love the idea of Java of looking in the mirror because because oftentimes when we do that, we say, "Oh, look at my face, look at the lines, look at my hips." Look, you know, and I'm I'm talking primarily about women, but guys do that too. How come I'm too short? How, you know, whatever, and and they're dissing themselves, Eva. And you are so right. I I think it's so important that what we're saying to ourselves is setting the stage for tomorrow and then the next day and the week after and whatever. And gratitude, I love gratitude. I don't always write it down, but what I do at the end of the day, before I go to sleep, is I am I, I say out loud or in my head what I'm grateful for, almost like a little bit of a prayer of gratitude. So I encourage people, and I think that's a great great idea to remind people because people forget that that's something that they need to do and also something that i've said to people when you're sitting with your family especially young kids get in the habit of going around the table nothing but going around the table and and sharing what you're grateful for it's it's amazing how if one person says something it 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 the other person thinks, wow, that's true. I am grateful for my smile. I am grateful for my family, for my hands, for being able to speak. You know, little things like you said, Eva, that we take for granted.
2: Absolutely. So it's a domino you. effect.
1: Yes. And he, Java, is such a great personality. <laughs> i was thinking i hope i wonder if she has a a, a parrot because it just you, you know it's like the world everything that he's speaking is so important for for us to receive in terms of messages and not only that they're coming in such a way that it's it's so easy because it's it's not it's coming from a character that's really likable, and, and it's, it's just easy to digest that, and it's important. You mentioned loving oneself, and we don't, you know, and you're right about that. And in terms of creating a relationship with, with somebody that you want in your life, even if it's just other friends, you, loving yourself has to come first. And you know what? I think it's about what you said too. It's about loving yourself, even with the imperfections, the pimples, the the you know the extra poundage, or the t- or, or the sh- what you know whatever it is, and just uh-huh. being grateful that you're you're alive and you can even think about any of that stuff. So we you're were right, absolutely. We were going to talk a little bit about some of the astrology for some of the zodiac signs going into 2017 because this, I believe that this is an incredible year and I'm hoping it is for me. So um, let's start a little bit like that. And I'm asking these people, we have a lot of people here and I don't know if they want to just listen or if they want to speak to us. So there's a way that they can raise their hands so I, we know that they want to talk, and we can just put them on when, when they're ready. So I'm just reminding people to do that.
2: Okay, Eva. You're on. Okay, so, um, you know, I put together a little a little guide through the Zodiac signs for New Year's resolutions for 2017, which will be posted sometime the show is over today on my blog but let's just start with Aries. Um, Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. A lot of people think it starts with Capricorn because January is the first sign um, or the first month of the year. But it starts with the spring equinox, which when you think about it, that's the beginning of spring. You plant the seed. It's new beginnings. It's it's everything new. So the Zodiac starts with Aries. Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. And the animal associated with Aries is the Ram, and it's I have Aries rising, so I can you know include myself and in what I'm going to have to say about Aries, and what I have what I have to say about all the signs is you know this is all just in fun. I pick on all the signs. Nobody is favored. They're all they all get picked on. I love them all, so I just want to like put that disclaimer in there. I happen to have Aries rising. Aries, the one thing that they need to work on for their resolutions for 2017 is Aries have a habit of starting a zillion projects and not really finishing any of them. Eventually, maybe years down the road. But the resolution that I would suggest for Aries this year is to just finish one thing. Just one thing that you started, just finish it. I myself, I'm horrible at that. I have started so many projects, which is why, like you mentioned in the beginning of the show, I do past life regression, I do angel readings, I do astrology, I'm a writer. I I can't pick one. I, I can't stop. I read a billion books at the same time because they're all nonfiction. I have a bookmark in I don't know how many books. I could retire if I had a dollar for every book that had a bookmark in it because I put it down. I see another book. Oh, let's read that one. I want to
1: comment on ahead. that for one minute because um, I also think, and I had a conversation with somebody yesterday, I, I finish things. I don't have Aries in my chart. I finish things, but I also think that being a creative person like you are and like I am, we can go into, you know, I can be writing two books at the same time. Go to one, stop it, go into the other, and finish both of them and have different projects and different interests like you. And I think I don't see anything wrong with it if we can finish it and and, and still stay focused with each one of those particular areas.
2: Well, it's it's hard for people. I have no earth in my chart. Earth is grounding. The earth signs are Capricorn, Taurus, and Virgo. It is very challenging for me to finish anything. The book I wrote probably six, seven, eight years ago before I finally decided I would publish it. So for Aries, that would be the one thing I would recommend is just finish one thing. Give Give yourself a sense of pride and accomplishment and finish one thing. And let's skip around a little bit. Let's go to um, Libras. Libras are the peacemakers of the zodiac. They avoid confrontation at all costs. And for them, you know, the symbol associated with Libras is the the scales of justice. Libras weigh everything out. And for those of you who have Libra friends or um, know Libras or who are Libra yourself, You know that making a decision is challenging for you because you weigh out everything under the sun. So for the Libras, I would recommend this year, make a decision. Just make it. Go to a restaurant with 50 burgers and just decide within five minutes which one you want. You will amaze your friends. They will think that, I don't know, that somebody walked into your body and took over your soul in the middle of the night. That's what I would suggest for Libras. And then let's do, oh, let's do, um, this is always a fun one, Virgos. I love Virgos. I pick on Virgos. I have a lot of good friends that are Virgos. Virgos, we really do love you. Without you, the world would have no order or no organization. But they are so meticulous and so analytical. I would suggest for them that they take off the white gloves and, and just quit criticizing, especially themselves. And they might enjoy the organic garden of theirs just a little bit more for 2017. And if you want to throw another sign out for me,
1: I'm not I yeah, that what, what, here. Okay. What about um, Pisces? Pisces.
2: You know, and I always say this in the
1: astrology classes
2: that I teach. I love Pisces. I'm thinking a lot of Pisces men. I just think they're the sweetest, dreamiest people in the whole world. But the problem is, is their sign is the fish. One swims upstream, one swims downstream, and they can't help themselves because they're ruled by the planet Neptune. Neptune's the planet of fanaticism and illusion, and Pisces have a habit of wearing these rose-colored glasses, and everything to them is just so dreamy. And they are some of the most creative people. I believe Van Gogh was a Pisces some of the most creative people as far as artistic and and music and and painting and and things like that in the Zodiac. But for the new year of 2017, I would suggest maybe they just take off those rose-colored glasses maybe every once in a while and just come down to Earth and pick a project where their humanitarian side, because they really are the humanitarians of the Zodiac, could be of immense use. And just. You know, make that your project for the year so you can come down and get grounded a little bit. You you spend too much time swimming in, you know, that big pond of yours.
1: So I want to tell our listeners what, what you're, you know, what you're doing is, is actually helping people of these various signs, whether it's their rising sign or their actual birth sign or whatever, and helping them, with certain things that they could do this year to really better themselves and to really make 2017 their best. What about cancer?
2: Now, interesting that you say that because I do have Aries rising, but I am a cancer. My birthday is in June at the cusp June 24th. And, you know, cancers, you know, think about, remember each animal, the traits of the animal associated with each sign of the zodiac is what that zodiac sign is all about, so for cancer, it's the crab. Cancer is, you know, speaking for myself as well, we like to hide in that shell, you know, like the hermit crab. You know, we carry that shell on our back, and that's our security. And when we get frightened or threatened, you know, we, we, we retreat, and we retreat into that shell of ours. And, you know, we're all about home and family because cancer rules the fourth sign of the Zodiac, which is home and family. So it's okay if we want to play Betty Crocker and serve on the PTA. But, I mean, not all year. Like just, you know, just once maybe this year. Come out of that comfort zone. Come out of that shell
1: and do something that scares the living daylights out of you. You know, I'm a cancer. And um, I I don't know. And But I don't have any of that homemaking uh, – I love to cook, but I like to go out, eat out better as long as it's healthy food. And I don't have – I hate to clean. I don't have any of those homebody kind of – Pardon?
2: Domesticity. You don't have any of that domestic – I
1: don't have domestic – Right. But I do like to hide and it, and I and doing something like having a radio show or whatever. I've done that intentionally to get out of my shell. But I don't have those home qualities at all. It's like, oh no. Not interesting. Interesting.
2: Mhm. And then what about oh.
1: let's go to um
2: let's go let's go to one more. Let's go to Scorpio. You know, everybody always says Scorpios are all about sex. They are. I'm sorry, but they are. You'll find them in Victoria's Secret stores and, and all of that. And they're all about keeping secrets. And the scorpion, that stinger, when you think of the animal associated with Scorpio, it's the stinger. And this year I would say kind of like bring that stinger in a little bit. You know, don't be using it as much and come out of that, that secret cave that scorpions are always hiding in. They keep everything locked up so tight, tighter than a drum. For this year, I would suggest making one of your resolutions is just kind of open up a little bit. You know, let let people inside. Let them see a little bit about who you are, and I bet you you'll create more intimate relationships in 2017 than you have in a long time. That would be my suggestion for our scorpion friends out there.
1: What's the sign right before cancer?
2: Uh, Gemini, the
1: twins. Let's talk about Gemini. I have lots of friends that are Gemini, and I feel a lot of Gemini. <laughs>
2: okay. Um, I happen to have my Venus and Mercury in Gemini, which is why um, I'm a speaker and a writer and all that. I've got all those Gemini traits. Gemini is the twins. The Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. For Geminis, they're probably, the main thing that they probably need to focus on is they're like the roadrunner. Oh, my God, they're speeding through life. Now you see me, now you don't type of thing. My advice would be to the Geminis is, you know, slow down. I mean, I even talk fast. I talk fast. I walk fast. My daughter, when she was younger and we would go places, she'd be like, Mom, Mom, slow down. Like I said, I got Mercury and Venus and Gemini, so... The Geminis, I would just say, just slow down a little bit this year. Have a little patience. Take time to breathe and smell the roses. Everything doesn't need to be on the
1: fast track all the time. I love it. Thank you. And I think it's important. And again, you're preparing something so that people can actually get more information about about the different signs going forward in 2017. There's a lot of discussion, Eva, about whether resolutions, New Year's resolutions, and beginning of the year resolutions, whether they even make sense to do or they even pay off. And oftentimes, people get they go back to that should have again, I should have, should have, should have, but, but they do that, and they lose sight of the resolution or they can't finish it or whatever, and, and oftentimes whatever they resolve to do in that year goes nowhere. So what's your take on resolution? Do we Should we do it? There to go. See, should. Is it a good idea to do it? Or aren't there better ways to set ourselves forward for this this year intentionally rather than, than this resolution that makes us feel like we have to?
2: Okay, well, I agree with everything you said. You're absolutely right. And we're going to go back to what you mentioned in the beginning of the show, what we talked about. Let's ask ourselves, first of all, is it our resolution? Okay, is it our resolution? Or is it because you know, somebody out there might be 34 and and the parents want grandchildren and you're not married yet. And it's like, and you keep thinking, I should get married. Well, that's what we need to ask ourselves. Whatever the resolution is, whether it's about a new job, getting married, losing weight, ask yourself first and foremost, is this something that really resonates with me? Is this something that would bring me joy? Is this something that would bring me better health? Is this something that would improve my life? Is this something I really want to do? So that I would start with that. That would probably eliminate half of the resolutions that we're making because we really don't want to make them, let's face it. So use that as your first eliminator. And then like we talked about in the beginning of the show, chunk it down. Don't make ten resolutions. Pick one or two things, maybe three. I'd say three at the most that really aren't important to you. Maybe you've always wanted to take that you know trip abroad and, and you just haven't because you just haven't taken that first step. So maybe work on that. Maybe you haven't taken a vacation because you're a Capricorn who are the workaholics of the Zodiac. Then maybe this is the year that you take a vacation. Chalk it down. Pick one or two, three at the most. But have them be important to you. Have them resonate with your soul. Forget what everybody else says. It's about you. It's not about them. I love that question. question?
1: Yes, and I love that what you just said resonate with your soul. I just put out a pick quote about allowing your mind and your heart to be in be in alignment with your soul's intention. So I think that's so important. And I think that I think let's let our souls lead our lives here. I'm going to see if this person. Eva wants to talk to us, so just hold on for a minute. We only have a little bit of time. Hello, you're on the air. Do you want to listen, or did you have a question for us? Okay. We're just going to not go that route, then. (laughs) We do have people listening, and like I said, if you want to speak to Eva or you want to make a comment or whatever, there is a way to raise your hand so that I can see that you're there and that you you want to be heard, Eva. You are doing so much, and I I love a lot of the stuff you're doing. I also do past life regression, and and I find it fascinating. Tell people, firstly, how they can get a hold of this book because um, I think it's it's a must for everyone going into 2017 and how they can get a hold of you and find out more about if they want to set up a, an astrology reading or, or have you work with them like you did with me with Selena about the angels, what, whatever they need to do that could be wonderfully important.
2: Okay, well, the easiest thing to do is just go to Eva Star. Dot .com and it's EVASTARR there's two r's evastar.com and on the home page you'll see a cover of the book and there'll be a link to Lulu which is my publishing company i would advise everybody to get it off of that link on the home page of evastar.com and then all the other links to all, everything else, the astrology and the past life regression and the angel readings are on the different pages of my website. My email is also very easy to remember, star with two R's, at evastar.com. That would probably be the easiest way. Email me with any questions you have about anything. My blog, again, very simple, blog.com evastar.com. That is where I write the most. I probably write maybe two to three blogs a week especially when the new moon the full moon and Mercury retrograde come up. That is where you will find your Mercury retrograde survival guide and everything about the new moon and the full moon, the sign the moon is in what we should focus on for the advancement of our soul, things like that. So those are the three easiest things evastar.com evastar at evastar.com for email and blog.evastar.com.
1: Wonderful, Eva. Thanks so much. And can you give us one parting message for 2017?
2: Well, intuitively, I just got goosebumps. That's a sign. Whenever I get goosebumps, the angels are letting me know. That's my way that the angels let me know that I'm right on. Um, I just, um, it's almost going to make me cry. Um, I heard very clearly from the angels when you asked me that is they want to tell everybody above all else for this year, just be true to yourself. Be really true to yourself.
1: Ask yourself if this is what you really want.
2: Be true to yourself. That's the message that I'm getting from the angels.
1: Wonderful. And I trust the angels. And thank you so much, Eva, for all that you offer for people, for your wisdom, for this great book. Quit shooting on yourself and for so much more. Thanks so much for being on the show today. You're very welcome. I'm honored. Take a it- take a beautiful day off and have wonderful blessings you you I know you won't take your day off but that's okay <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> thanks
2: thank, so much thank
1: you bye bye next Bye-bye. week we're we're shifting gears and we have Latasha Holden and she is going to talk about determined to succeed she has a book, and she has some incredible life stories about being homeless, about being being penniless and raising children, and, and how she emerged Victoria. So it's always good to hear stories where we can turn our lives around and, and listen to people who are able to do that and able to soar like we are all going to do because of Eva Starr's wisdom in 2017. And, and I want to say that it's so important. One of the reasons that I've named this show Power Your Life is because we have so much within us, not the gifts and the talents and also the courage and the power to move forward in our life in the direction that we need to, that we choose. And so take today and tomorrow and the next day to take a few steps, whatever that is, to feel empowered, to move forward in your life. In the direction that you choose, and know that with your commitment, as Eva talked about, really being true to yourself with recognizing what that truth is, you will be able to do so much. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to drjoannenwhite.com, D R J O A N N E W H I T E.com, where there's a lot of information, upcoming shows, and articles, free articles, and also. Joanne at dr. joanne, joanne at drjoannewhite.com. Email me. Love to hear from you. Love to hear what you have to be in, what you're interested in, what you want to talk about, what your needs are. And remember that each and every day, you have the ability, the wherewithal to power your life. Thanks so much for joining us, and have a blessed day, a blessed evening, wherever you are. And, yes, to 2017. Thanks so much. You all are so very special to me.
0: You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire.